The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the, sheep, is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. So as I said at the beginning of the Mass, the fourth Sunday of Easter is called Vocation Sunday. This is because our readings today reveal Jesus Christ as the Good Shepherd. So today, dear friends, we pray for all who are shepherds in the church and all members of the church who are the sheep that we may recognize the voice of the shepherd and follow him. For us Christians, we believe that God calls us in a special and specific way to respond to his love. This we often refer to as a vocation. This response to God's love we refer to as vocation. Some are called to married life, some are called to consecrated life, some to priesthood, or the single life lived in the service of God and to the world. We have the task in whichever case to discover and embrace the path that God has laid out for us. And today, dear friends, I want to reflect with you on the vocation to the priesthood. On Pentecost Sunday this year, that will be May 28, our diocese, the Diocese of London, will begin a new prayer campaign, the Year of Prayer for Priestly Vocations. And the theme for this year will be the priesthood, not an ordinary life. 
In his time, Jesus invited people to join him in his mission. He called them apostles. On Holy Thursday, the Last Supper, he gave them bread and wine, which he, which he called his body and blood, and commanded them to eat his body and drink his blood in remembrance of him. Apostles of Jesus Christ handed over this command to the early Christian leaders. And today in our world, in our contemporary world today, the direct representatives of the apostles are the bishops. The bishops invite young men to help them in their ministry to carry on the command of Jesus, do this in memory of me. So as Christians, and specifically as Catholics, we need priests to continually make the command of Christ present among us. And so where are these priests? Who are those to become these priests? Looking at the number of priests we have in our diocese, we can convincingly say with Jesus Christ, the harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So we need to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to the harvest. Father Patrick, Father Mark, Father Robert, Father and, and, and myself, we do a lot of work. I have mass this morning, I have confession, I have mass now, I'm going to go to Cornerstone for confession again, and all of them. So we need a lot of laborers to minister to the, to, I mean, we need a lot of laborers in Lord's Vineyard to minister to his people. Not everybody is called to be a priest, but those, for us to continue to experience the power of Christ, the love of Christ, and the presence of Christ in our midst, we need priests. We must not become, but we can pray for them. While I strongly believe that God has a way of guiding those he wants to respond to his love as priests, God has a way of making them become priests. The role of environment, nurturing, and the disposition of the individual remain very important. There are people who could have become priests but the environment, the process they were nurtured, and their disposition may have um, not allowed them to become priests. As a faith community, dear brothers and sisters, we have a responsibility to support and nurture vocations to the priesthood. We can do this by fostering a culture of discernment and encouragement. We can encourage young people and help them to discern. We can do this by praying for vocations as we are going to begin from, March, from May 28, and by providing resources and formation for those discerning their call. And I look around, I can only see a few young people who possibly I should be speaking to directly and inspire them. But whatever the case may be, I'm speaking to inspire all of you so that you can go out and inspire the young ones. And I want to share with you a little bit my own story to priesthood. So I 
had an experience which actually was the very day I decided to become a priest. Not, I didn't decide, but I was eight years old. And I can just imagine those who are eight, eight years old here. I was eight years old when my mother took us to the church. And when I entered the church, I saw the priest. I don't know what happened that day, and I can give you the example of exactly what happened, the image that remained with me. The priest was just standing around this place and then was doing something like this. I didn't know what he was doing. But that, was the, that is the image that is still in my head. So, and I was with other children, and I felt something different that day. Um, the best way I can describe it is that everything ceased around me. There was noise, but I could not hear anything. And that was it. And I didn't make sense of it when I was a kid until I grew up. So at that moment, I felt a whisper in my heart that I would become a priest. Uh, that was the moment. And those who have had this moment will agree with me what I'm saying. But if you have not experienced this moment, it looks like a fairy tale, what I'm saying. And so I grew up eight years with that experience. As a person, what I wanted to become is a lawyer. So when my father asks us, what do you want to become when you grow up? I would say I wanted to become a lawyer. And I was really passionate. I did all the courses to become a lawyer. I loved them. I don't like oppression, so I felt when I become a lawyer, I could defend myself. Yeah, that was it. And I could defend my parents, my mother too, and my friends. So I grew up with the intention as an individual, even up to today, if you ask me, what do you want to become? I will tell you a lawyer. But also, from time to time, I would hear this, that voice, that experience, you will become a priest. So I finished my high school, and I told my dad I wanted to become a lawyer, and I was accepted in the university. My, my uncle was a professor in one of the universities. I, I was accepted in that university to go and study law. I was very excited, and I was preparing. I had bought some books up to now. They are still in my room. And then I heard this voice again within me that, no, you are to become a priest. And that was the moment I, I, I found myself in a very big confusion to decide to go to study law or to become a priest. Right, so that took me for about three, four weeks and months. Then I finally decided to speak to my dad that I wanted to become a priest. My dad was disappointed in me. They never wanted me to go and become a priest. My mother was disappointed. But something in me kept telling me I should insist that I will go to become a priest, right? So there was confusion, but at the end of the day, my father accepted, and now another hurdle to cross. I forfeited the admission, and now no seminary was willing to take me. All the seminaries I applied to said they had enough candidates that I should wait for another year or two more years or three more years. But eventually, at the end of the day, I got accepted into the Congregation of the Holy Spirit. And on the 8th of October, 2003, I was in the forewall of seminary. 
The rest is history. Vocations to the priesthood. And why I share this is just to let you know how God calls people to become priests and how they need to nurture that call and how they need to discern. Our readings today and the story I have just told you point out three things that every individual who is called to a particular vocation experience. Number one, sometimes the Holy Spirit in a moment of clarity, deep in our spirit, lives and speaks to us. Many men who have been called to the priesthood had this experience. During mass, a retreat, a youth event, the question is how do we respond to this call? The second thing that happens is that sometimes one can experience a lot of confusion and anxiety, even in trying to answer God's call. To hear the shepherd's voice requires quiet and prayer. And I can tell you, during my own moment of confusion, the only thing I knew how to do was to pray my rosary. And I asked God for two things. I wanted to become a priest, to preach his gospel all over the world. And number two, I wanted to become a priest to heal the sick. So prayer, and that is why late Pope, late Pope Benedict XVI said, young people, if they can be taught how to pray, can be trusted to know what to do with God's call. If they are taught how to pray, they can be trusted to know what to do with God's call. Prayer and meditation help us discern our vocation and make good choices in life. And the last thing that happens to us when we are trying to discern God's call is the feeling of imperfection. The feeling of imperfection. We feel that we are not good enough. I was accepted in August to go to the seminary. In September, I was to resume in October. In September, I felt I was not good enough. I was imperfect. And that became a crisis for me again. Imperfection does not disqualify you for a vocation. We offer our unworthiness to God, then follow whoever, wherever he leads us. So dear brothers and sisters, we continue to pray for vocations in our diocese. We may not all become priests or consecrated persons, but through our prayers, through um, our discernment, through encouragement, we can also increase the number of young people who want to go to seminary and become priests. We pray that the Holy Spirit continues to inspire all of us and inspire young men and women in our society that they may embrace God's call and do his will.